Greetings and salutations and welcome to episode 149 of Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry here running it solo tonight as uh, <clears throat> Stoner is on leave and Trev got pulled away into work. So I'm going to need our live listeners to help me out here tonight. Make sure that this show goes well as we have lots to talk about in the warm up. We'll be talking about the Pro Bowl or no which Washington players are worthy of making it to the Pro Bowl. We'll see which ones I think are going. We'll see which ones our live listeners are as well. And then we welcome Miami as the Miami Dolphins take on our Washington Commanders. Is it going to be a barn burner? Is it going to be a close game? We'll have all that for you in the game. And the cool down is, of course, our bold predictions, plus our game predictions as well. Right now, Miami is favored by nine and a half points. According to Bet Online, the over under set at 49 and a half. And I'm not a smart better, so maybe I shouldn't smash the over on that one, but I am smart enough to know if you head to Bet Online, you can use the code Believe B L E A V to get yourself a 50% welcome bonus. And then you yourself can make those decisions. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, not on only am I running it solo, by the way. I apologize if you hear some rattling around here. I am absolutely battling a sinus infection. So there might be occasional pauses as we go through the show here. But uh, TJ in the house, OPG Bubbles as well. Rockman here and Dominique as well. Teddy Strong here. Uh, Going to need you guys to help carry me along. Plus anybody else who jumps in here as we get the conversation rolling here. For Pro Bowl or no, let me start with my answers. And as people respond with theirs, we'll hop in and let them do that. So I uh, created a little slideshow here to kind of help us go through the motions of this one. And the first one is Sam Howell. He is first in passing yards. He's top 10 passing touchdowns, and he's got three rushing touchdowns on top of that. So the question remains whether or not he deserves a Pro Bowl spot or not. See, the thing with him is while he has those volume stats, I don't think he has a premier game. You can maybe look back at the first Eagles game where people are like, whoa, this guy can sling it. But he didn't win that game, right? He doesn't have a, it's kind of like that Heisman moment. And I don't think he has a pro bowl moment right now where people are like, yeah, that, that guy right there deserves a pro bowl spot. Now he has some of the higher stats. One of the other things I question about whether or not Sam Howell should belong in the pro bowl. Isn't really a should he belong, but rather will he make it? He is nowhere near as popular as some of the other QBs that are in the NFL, or even the NFC. So he's probably going to end up sneaking in kind of like Tyler Huntley, where he's an alternate and maybe an alternate alternate, and people just are injured or don't want to participate in the Pro Bowl, and he'll end up that way. TJ saying, uh, yes, Sam could be a Pro Bowler. Gus going the opposite way, that no, Sam ain't a Pro Bowler. And Rockman taking probably my actual sentiment here. It's hard for any any four win team to have a lot of pro bowl talent. You know, when you have a pro bowl talent to me, that signifies that you should be winning games, that that, that player is taking over games. And that's where a lot of this is going to come into play here is 
I don't think Washington has anybody who can really take over a game. Uh, Teddy going with Sam as an alternate, not as a starter. Um, Nathan going with Crowder, Jameson Crowder. We'll talk about that one here after we get through my list, which is a very, very, very short list here. But I, I do agree with you, Teddy, that I don't think Sam is a starter. I think he's going to be an alternate. I don't even think he's going to be like the number one backup. He's probably going to be like the third QB. He might sneak in there via, you know, other people not being able to go. Things like Kirk Cousins being injured is going to kind of help there where, you know, he's going to kind of vault up the rankings. That does change if, you know, he has himself a good game or uh, here or two in the next couple weeks as the Pro Bowl voting is up ahead. I will say that the Pro Bowls themselves have largely lost their luster. They're not really entertaining anymore. They're more for just kind of show and it's, it is what it is. It's kind of a giant party, but when it comes to hall of fame voting, which is also going on right now, pro bowls end up mattering is how many pro bowls did the player get? And so Volume stats and Pro Bowls are going to be the, what people end up looking back on. They're not going to see efficiency stats. They're not going to see these other kind of things that we kind of look under the microscope as the season goes along. So it is important for these players. So if you if you do value a player, make sure you head out there and do that social media voting that's going on right now for our uh, Washington uh, commanders. Let's move to my next one to discuss here. And that's Brian Robinson. Now this one's interesting because I really thought that he was probably one of the better running backs in the NFL this year, because I've seen his name near the top of some of the lists as, as things are concerned in the NF, in the NFC, he is eighth in rushing. He's fifth in rushing touchdowns. And in the cross the NFL, he's actually fourth in most receiving yards, which is actually probably where I've seen him at the top of the list there. the um, So Brian Robinson might sneak in. I think that he's got a couple of moments where it, he's kind of wowed some people. There's also just not a lot of strong runners. Of course, you're going to have Christian McCaffrey. But then who else can you think of in the NFC that really deserves a Pro Bowl spot as a runner? Maybe you're going to look to Philadelphia. Both of Philadelphia and San Francisco might not have players go to the Pro Bowl because they might be in the Super Bowl. So, you know, Swift and, you know, run CMC might not be in competition. Of course, those two would be above Brian Robinson. But then I think that it's right there where Brian Robinson kind of comes in as maybe like a fifth, fourth or third option. So maybe again, sneaking in again, it's really hard when you're talking about having a four win team as they are right now, kind of have anybody go into the house. Uh, we do have Stoner checking in from abroad here. We do appreciate Stoner hopping in the chat here, and he's going to answer this Jonathan Allen question here coming from OPG Bubbles and whether or not Jonathan Allen deserves a spot as a pro bowler. Stoner saying Jonathan Allen makes the pro bowl lock I'm not so sure, Stoner. I don't think he's really had that impactful of year, which is kind of interesting because if you look at his base stats, he's kind of on pace for what he did last year. 
but the defense, but the defense has been given up 30 points per game. I don't know that anybody on the defense is worth throwing at the Pro Bowl. I mean, Cam Curl leads the team in tackles, but as a safety, he doesn't have you know the impact plays, the interceptions, or the sacks, or the fumble recoveries, or the forced fumbles to kind of warrant that position. Jonathan Allen, while in the NFL top 100, I think you're going to really see him, Terry McLaurin, and Deron Payne tumble. In fact, if I had to take my guess, only Jonathan Allen remains in the NFL top 100 next year. I think Terry McLaurin and Deron Payne fall out of favor. And, you know, leading into that NFL top 100 is going to be this Pro Bowl. And I just don't see Jonathan Allen having had the impact that he had last year or the recognition that he had across the NFL, you have the likes of the Philadelphia defensive front that is uh, gains a lot of notoriety. You have a couple other defensive tackles within the NFC that I think might get there. And uh, Rockman agreeing with that one as well. Dominique with Kendall Fuller from the defense. You know, I, I looked long and hard at that one to see whether or not that was somebody who might come in as as there's the premier talent and cornerback isn't nearly as high, but the names are still there. You still have a Stefan Gilmore, you know, you still have a Darius Slay, you know, so it's just kind of when you get down to Kendall Fuller, he's probably the eighth most recognizable person in the NFC. So it's 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 kind of that Washington unbiased or that Washington bias where people don't pay attention to this team and it's hard to pay attention to a team that's been so bad this year. So it's, um, it is going to be interesting stoner saying that I'm exactly right. And we're just going to leave it at that, but he does actually finish it with the same stats Plus the reputation is actually what's going to get Jonathan Allen and no one cares about defensive rankings. And that is, kind of what I was talking about with some of these other players is the name recognition isn't there for a lot of Washington players. Sam Howell doesn't have name recognition. Brian Robinson doesn't have name recognition. Neither one have an impact game that they've had this year where people can look back to and be like, yes, you know, maybe fantasy wise that you're looking at a couple of games for each of them where they've kind of taken over and had some big games that way. But, by and large, not really on the field. Moving to my last one, because this list, I told you, was super, super short when I went and looked at who potentially might go there. I'm going to go with my man, Tress Way. Uh, a little boomer sooner homerism here going on, of course. Uh, he's top five inside the 20, which is an important stat for punters. He's also had the fewest touchbacks of the people in the top 10. So that's impressive that he has had top five inside the 20, but only two of his punts have made it into the end zone. So that's great field position that he's setting up our defense, and then they're absolutely losing right at the start. And then he's also top 10 in fair catches. Tressway is a weapon. We've known this for a long time. I think that he's been largely, you know, left to the wayside there's times where i thought he's had all pro seasons as a punter and he's not even made the pro bowl so he made it last year he's having another solid year lord knows he get he's been given enough chances to punt 
this year. So I I would imagine Tressway can make his way back in as a punter when it has come down to it. Uh, TJ, Payne has had a better year than Allen to me. Payne barely made it into the Pro Bowl last year, and he had 10 and a half sacks. He is not on pace for 10 and a half sacks. And so unless something drastically changes, I do not think Deron Payne is going to make it into the Pro Bowl. And whether or not he's had a better year than Allen, I think is debatable. I think he has, Deron Payne has had splashier moments. Absolutely. You can look back into the Denver game, which I've realized this week too. It's a long, long time ago. But the where he's taken over drives. Jonathan Allen hasn't had that, but Jonathan Allen has been consistent this entire season. And I think his dominance, and it was kind of like last year, a lot of people were saying Deron Payne was better than Jonathan Allen. And the way that I talked about it last year was Jonathan Allen was having an all-pro type year. And because of that, he was being double teamed and triple teamed, which gave Deron Payne the opportunity to go one-on-one, sometimes his own double teams, and beat them. This year, Jonathan Allen's not having quite that impact, and therefore Deron Payne has had a little less of an impact. So it's very interesting to see those two work in tandem. Dominique with the uh, best player on the team, Tressway. He's consistently been the best player. And I think that says a lot about the team. When your punter is your best player, year in and year out, Dominique, I think that says way too much about where this team uh, has stand or stands. Uh, Bubbles with Tress has an okay year. Yeah. I mean, he, he, I definitely called him out in the first thing was five games. He was not having a good year. He was, he was shanking puns. He was being bad. He's really coming to form though. These last six games, the thing with him. And I wonder really how much of that was Cheeseman impacting the play. Cheeseman snaps have been awful and Tress way probably deserves a pro bowl nod just for his ability to catch anything that comes at him because he has saved so many high snaps when he's punting so many low snaps when he's punting so many low snaps when he's uh, setting up for the field goal so many high snaps he just is able to get that and put it down no matter where he's at so Cheeseman has been struggling and Tressway has been absolutely lifting him up if Tressway wasn't performing nearly as well as he was. Cheeseman absolutely would have been off this team a long time ago because we would have seen so many bad snaps just go awry. Uh, I remember one punt uh, snap literally bounced off the ground. Tressway was able to pick it up and get a decent punt off. So some of those things are uh, have some kind of correlation impact there. Uh, we got another vote here for the Jameson Crowder, which I guess we'll get to now. Will Diggs coming in with the Jameson Crowder to to tag along with Nathan in the chat. He has been special for us. I don't know that he's been special enough in the NFL sense to warrant actually making the Pro Bowl. Now, if someone can correct me if I'm wrong there, by all means, I would love to see this where you would find the stat to tell me that he has been a premier returner. Um, I'm going to look at the average punt return here, and let's see 
if I can't find Jameson Crowder, he averages 7.4 punts or 7, 7.4 punt return yardage. Yeah, yards per punt return here, 7.4. That's a far cry from the top, by the way, as the uh, Darius Davis has an average of 16.3, and there's at least 20 players in between him and Jamison Crowder. So he's not really been averaging enough. Um, as far as attempts, he's had the most attempts. He's had 28 punts return attempts. So that's, I guess, something. But I don't think he doesn't have a touchdown to his name. He's got the one exciting run that he didn't turn into a uh, a touchdown. But outside of that, I just don't see Jamison Crowder. Normally, that's reserved for somebody who's super electric, and I don't see that Jamison Crowder has had that electric year to warrant that. I think we are just a little bit more excited because we're used to Mr. Steal Your Girl, Dax Milne out there, Mr. Fair Catch, Mr. I'm going to go three yards forward. And so anything would be an improvement over that one. Uh, yeah, and so Gus uh, sharing that sentiment as well. Better than Dax does not equal a Pro Bowl, and then doubling down with the uh, doesn't this team doesn't deserve a Pro Bowler. If I would be surprised if we had a Pro Bowl starter, Gus, I won't be surprised if at least one player sneaks in. As for far as that's concerned, uh, OPG bubbles. I'm assuming the retirement question is on Tressway. And Tressway has only been in for, I think, nine years at this point. So I, th- I think everyone has this idea that he's been in the league forever. And that's just not been the case. Even Stoner was just like thinking that uh, that the other day that he had must have had so many you know years. But he's only been in since 2014. So I think he has a few more years before he would you know, hang up the cleats and then it'll be interesting to see where he goes because he is a, he's a great personality. And I think that he would do well in front of a mic. I mean, he does the hang time pod. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up doing there. But um, the uh, Dominique, I'm really surprised you say this here. The best chance of a pro bowler would come from defense. The defense has been far outpaced by the offense this year. The defense is bottom two, bottom three at best. And the offense is mid-tier. It's not great, but it's better than it was last year, which isn't saying much. So I'm interested, Dominique, if you can expand on why you think the best chance for a pro bowler from this team comes from the defense, which is we know is awful. It was so bad that they fired their defensive coordinator. And we're going to see Ron Rivera you know, calling some shots, which by the way, he says that uh, the conversation on the microphone just means a little bit more between defensive snaps than normal. So we'll have to see what that's going to look like there. Um, Gus trying to change the subject because we know pro bowlers come few and far between on this team here. Better conversation topic, which pro bowler on another team could be a commander next year? Saquon Barkley, Daniel Hunter, Anyone? How about Jalen Johnson? Well, I think for that one, Gus, we'll table this one until we see the Pro Bowl roster 
and we see what free agency looks like because this team has a lot of holes and I'm very interested to see where they're going to end in the draft and what they're going to do with the GM position and head coach position because there's a lot of changes from now until the end of the season before we have that answer. And one of those things is this game against Miami. Can Washington pull the upset? And how's that going to look? That's all going to be coming in here in the game. Stick around. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.